Valuetown is a production of HearthSim. Find out how to support Valuetown by going to patreon.com slash Valuetown. What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 182 of Value Town. I'm Chamman V. That's Gara. And we've got this shady looking bunny over here. <laughs> shady bunny joining us. What's up, man? Doing well, I'm doing well. Hope it's the same here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Got the glasses, you know, because I, I know it's like, you know, the glare is like so, so crazy from our foreheads here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, the blue light thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. I've never actually worn one of those glasses. Have, have I mean, you, is yeah. it? Does it help like a lot? Or it's just, it's like if I don't wear them because my eyes are used to them, like I can notice that they get like fatigued more easily looking at the blue lights. Oh, really? But okay. It's like flux, right? It's it does a lot as well. So like you don't need to get them. I just I just bought them like five years ago or so. So I'm just used to using them. Yeah. Nice, nice. What about you, Gara? I could see you styling some of those. That'd be pretty pretty sweet. Yeah, I had one, but I think I lost them while I was like moving. I moved so many times in the past six, seven years. How can you oh, wear them way. if you have prescription glasses, though? Oh, uh, contact lenses? Oh, you had contacts? Okay, at the time. Gotcha. Got it. I was going to say you yes, had to do can. the double glass thing. <laughs> no, that's how I wear the, the sunglasses. Cool. Oh, really? When I, when yeah. I have contacts, you know, yeah. only then. Oh, else, okay. I feel so stupid when I do this and I can't read the chat. I feel so stupid. <laughs> I can't see anything. It's like... You look much cooler, just, though. <laughs> yeah, just to keep it up. <laughs> look at that. I feel like this. Is, look at all that green you have. You have, some, you have a bunch of green stuff on your desk. That's interesting. That's cool. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, anyways, thanks, everybody, for uh, tuning in, joining us. We're going to be uh, talking about... You know, just Dex Meta, of course. Uh, Shady's here. We can, you know, get get an update and maybe the backstory of you know his switch to standard from Arena. Uh, XR had a pretty interesting interview at Gamescom with Tice or on Tice's stream. So a lot of good discussion points there. Figure we'd bring that up. And then Q and A at the end. So if you got any questions, kind of save them for the end in Twitch chat, or you can go ahead and tweet us at uh, ValueTownGG, and we'll be sure to read them out. But let's start with our week. So this last seven days, guys, what have you been up to? You know, are you getting ready for the final two days of the ladder here? And you know, maybe, maybe what what are some decks you've been playing? So I'll, I'll start because worse. my week was probably worse. <laughs> worse? Okay, <laughs> I'll start with the bad. Okay, good, good. Um, I just love playing control decks, so I always try to figure like beat the meta with control decks, but. I, I would say that, like, because also at the beginning of last week, HS Replay said that Bakuwa is pretty good, mm -hmm. but I think this is already when the trend began to shift yep. to, to quest strokes and stuff. And whenever I played Bakuwa, I just, I even faced Shadowrock Shaman. I don't know why would someone play Shadowrock Shaman. I don't think it's very good anymore, and it's not good against most decks, like, especially with Zoo being like one of the strongest aggro decks. And Shadowrock Shaman is bad against that. You can take your Shadow... It's because of the glasses, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, Shadowrock Shaman, you can take with Pyromancer to beat like Odd Paladin, those type of aggro decks. But it's very bad versus Odd Rogue and Zoo. And it's not good versus like Quest Rogue as well. 
So it's it, it just doesn't it's not good anymore. I, but I still face Shadow Rock Shamans and you know Quest Rogues and Pogwaker Druids. Whenever I played like a control deck and it's very frustrating. So I never had a good win rate. So I dropped or I tanked quite a lot of ranks. And today or actually yesterday I went to the dark side. I started playing Temple Mage and I gained oh. like a thousand ranks. Really? And, okay. Yes. And then I, I really, I think Temple Mage is pretty good, but also a lot of polarized matchups. I started facing a lot of Barkovers randomly later. And in the very end, I, I started playing Token Druid and I got like 70% <laughs> win rate. Like, like everybody. Three else. hours. And yeah, and I get like 2,000 ranks. So that was pretty sweet. So yeah. right now, at this moment, it's going, going great compared to the past week. Yeah, so Token Druid definitely seems to be the deck to you know, to play right now. And like you said, I feel like the reaction to the Baku Warrior is in full effect at this point. Uh, I mean, Tempo Mage is something we talked about last week, right? It was it was on the top five decks for the the day, right, last week. So oh, I want to I want to point out that mm -hmm. Adieu brought Tempo Mage to the preliminaries. Nice. And I, nice. when we had Adieu, was it last week? No, uh, Solissa was last week. The week before. Oh, the week, the week before, before I said, man. One day, Adieu is going to bring Temple Mage to a tournament, and it's going to... And he brought it? Okay. That's and he brought it this time. Pick. Definitely interesting pick. Shady, how about you? Like, what have you been playing recently? I've been learning, mostly, because I feel like I have so much catching up to do. I just mm -hmm. want to... Because I, I started out playing uh, Tempo Shutter, like, when I first started playing, because it looked like a fun deck. Mm -hmm. But then I realized, man, I really don't know what everyone else is trying to do. So I just started playing lots of decks. Uh, last week, I've been... I started grinding an A with uh, Aldrog just to rank yeah. up. Yeah. And then, like, around the 1,000, I started playing Deathrattle Hunter, and that went really well, like, <laughs> up to 300. Like, not so much trouble. But then it's just Quest Rogue, and it was so frustrating. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to learn Quest Rogue to see, you know. Because it felt like they couldn't be beaten. I was like, okay, that's not possible, right? Like, the deck must have a weak spot. And then you really learn that, you know, the deck can have some clunky draws. Mm -hmm. Just don't have the vanish that happens, right? And then you just yeah. die if you don't have the right things. Um, so that was cool. Like about like fifty percent win rate with Questrogue learning it at like 300, 400 legends. So I was like, okay, that's that's fine, right? That's quasi for free that I learned it. And then um, Token Druid, like as well, uh, but the more standard version. Like Gar was playing something. something yeah, spicy. which we'll, we can talk about here. I mean, why don't we kind of just go into the meta pulse just because, you know, I know it on the topic bar, it's like a little bit later, but seems to be a good segue into it, given that we're talking about all these decks. So, um, always, you know, like like usual, put together different... Oh, not this one. <laughs> I'll show that one in a second. Put together just the power rankings for the classes and the in the, the actual popularity and how it's matching up. Uh, and you can kind of see that Druid's on top, because mostly because of Token Druid, you know, it's we've been talking about it for the last three weeks and i you know i always said that token drew it's always good it's just a matter of like what timing in the meta that it just kind of zooms to the top but uh you know right now it seems to be uh, the right moment for token druid because of all the quest rogues and everything that's going on right now so they're they've taken over the top spot uh we you know, warriors dropped down a couple spots from the number one still doing pretty well you know for the most part so folks still playing baku and in quest too baku quest uh hunters hanging on there warlocks you know pretty much sitting i think warlock rogue and shaman pretty much the same and uh, i think the rest of the way it's pretty much the same and priest of course in the bottom as always so uh not too much changing the power rankings but popularity is pretty pretty interesting because warlock finally is just out of the top spot and i, I would say like 
the big decline of Warlock is, is like, you know, really been happening like the last three weeks and it just continues on. So like last week, I think it was like at eight, maybe high 18, 19s and it's, it's slid down at like about two or 3%, you know, so it just continues to drop, kind of matches up with what's going on in the meta. I mean, Zulok is, you know, continuing to, to barely, you know, hang on there, you know, and kind of at the high tier two level, but that's about the only deck Warlock has. So there's not much to go on, you know, from the standpoint of that. So the popularity can't go anywhere but down at that point. Um, Warriors up 3%. Like it went from like 6% to 9.3%. So a lot of people playing. That's kind of what I mean by the, the Baku Warrior uh, is like in full effect right now. So people are countering it at this point. Um, but the rest of it, pretty much the same here. Anything surprising you guys by, by looking at this, Shady? And anything stand out to you? No, I mean... It, it makes sense that the zoo drops if we see more Baka Warrior, right? Like, it's mm -hmm. probably not a terrible matchup for the Warrior. Like, I, I've seen a couple even locks, but it's almost always zoo. Yeah, true. Uh, mm -hmm. It's funny, like, the, the first token Druid's uh, cues I had, I had, like, two even locks. I was like, this can't be happening. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. <laughs> where, where is all the rest? There's but a no, little bit of cube, too. There's a tiny bit of cube lock, too. I, I guess I failed to mention that, but... But no, it looks... Pretty much in line for maybe maybe I would have figured out druids was one more higher like because I, I see so many druids. Mm -hmm. so yeah. Garo, what were you mentioning there? Uh, that I also faced even lock. I faced two even locks as soon as I started playing uh, token druid, and I'm like. You know, I face only anti-control decks when I play Warrior. It's it's, <laughs> I, I've, but I have this feeling like for for years. It's so weird. Like it's like the first games you switch, I feel like you always face, like, you always get the wrong matchup. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's so weird. But what I'm surprised is that, in my opinion, Druid should always be on top in terms of power rankings, in terms of ladder at least, just because Druid is the the easiest class to Mulligan, and Mulligan is like seventy percent. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, importance in an actual match and it's the hardest to mulligan against because all the druid matchups are different and you want to keep different cards against different druid archetypes and from the druid perspective the mulligan is absolute easiest against every matchup so for them it doesn't matter too much what you are play, uh, playing like most of the time they would just keep like okay so on that topic like this morning i i played purple and i looked at this mulligan against me it's druid versus druid He's on coin and he keeps swipe and uh, Oakens. Druid versus Druid. And I'm like, wait. Oh, he knows your token. Um, I mean, I don't think he knows. Like, he probably just assumes, right? It's the only matchup I can think you would. Yeah, right? Yeah, so that's the first thing. That's kind of cool. Like, he took a while, though. Like, he roped the mulligan. So I was like, well, okay. Because I, I would usually never do that, right? I would just yeah, because a bit harder for the round. It's common to play Whispering Woods on Curve. Yep. And then only then you would keep swipe in all other like only if he knows hundred percent that you're talking through it. Then. Yeah, but I mean I mean unless he was stream sniping me, there's no way you could go on the I mean, I think if you're gonna gamble, you're gonna gamble on token druid, like right yeah. now, if you're gonna, you know, have to mulligan for something. So um, you know, I, I think you can draw out of issues a little bit easier if it's not token druid. Yeah, I mean and a swipe is not the worst thing, yeah so. it's not horrible right but um okay well we can talk about the decks the top five decks for the last 24 hours and some interesting ones of uh or at least at least one that's popped up that we haven't seen um 
just in a while or at all, like this uh, entire expansion is uh, Midrange Hunter. So we got Token Druid at 61.5 win percent win rate, Midrange mid -range Hunter at 59.9, Death Rattle Hunter 58.7, Odd Warrior 57.2, and Odd Quest Warrior 56.9% win rate. And this is like the last, I would say, like 32 hours, and you know, between uh, rank four and legend. Uh, these are the the um, the decks that have kind of showed up that have at least 400 games played and seem to be you know rocking it right now. So uh, Token Druid, not a surprise, but this version of the Token Druid is the one that like Gar has been playing or something very close, and it it's different. It's not the one with Violet Teacher, you know, and some in the one that's very very common that we've seen for a long time. Uh, why don't you talk about this a little bit, Gar? Like, what's the difference in this one, and and why 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 does the difference actually work a little better? I think. The biggest difference is it plays Floop and it doesn't play Violet Teachers. Uh, Floop is probably one of the top five strongest cards in Hearthstone. It's so flexible and it's ridiculously powerful. And when you look at the individual matchup win rates, Floop oftentimes has 90% win rate if you have it in your hand. Oh it's it's, it's higher than Kalisif. Wow, that's crazy. It's, it's super insane. And... Yeah, that booster over win rate, I would say. And this is why this is like probably the best performing deck. And it's like if people are not familiar with the deck, they're very confused when they play against you. And like if you face matchups like, let's say, Temple Mage, mm -hmm. and they have explosive runes, you don't proc these explosive runes because you have no wider teachers. Like you can literally play the deck without playing any minions from hand. Like the first minion play is like uh, the Giggling Inventor. But that doesn't get countered. There's like very these niche situations. You can get out of Defile and Hellfire range and board clear range hmm. by buffing up your taunt minions through the to the scavenger or what is he called? Yeah, and the, the strong and you, shell scavenger. That's a new card, right? And, and you can get this twice through the floop. It's just it, it has like a lot of floods, and even the one serenite chain gang, because it's split body, hmm. it's it's easy to set up these big boards and threaten your opponent. Uh, lethal through like you know savage uh, raw combinations uh, i really like this version it's the first time that i played this today and it makes a lot of sense i was never a fan of the oaken summons yeah. like when you play by the teacher you play oaken summons just because it's a dead card most of the time the second oaken summons is a complete dead card and you don't need the armor and you want to be strong against the aggressive decks and you want to have these bot floods and more consistent draws and it's it's pretty good i like it Shady, any experience with this deck? No, no, but I, I do want to play it. I, what seems kind of strange is that, you know, you have the one chaining and the power, because that seems to be the thing that you'd instantly want to combo it with, right? To make it really powerful, but I guess you can't really fit everything, right? So Yeah, but you have Giggling, Malfurion, Spreading Plague. You have yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then the Strong yeah, I mean, Shell. The Strong Shell goes really well with... with uh, I guess that's, yeah, well. that's the power substitute, right? Mm -hmm. Power of the world. No, no, no. It uh, it makes little sense that this would do well. I guess yeah. you and and you you have enough card draw that the fluke is not like an issue, right? Like you always have a target for it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, uh, de definitely give it a go. Definitely and love the uh, the yeah the combo aspects of fluke. You know, just being able to control that a bit and just just adjust, like you said, the flexibility of it's so good. But um, but strong shell scavenger, I haven't actually. I've seen someone make that play on me when I when I've been playing all the token druids recently. So is it something that hits like spreading plague a lot or giggling? Like what what do you think is the most com most common thing that you hit with that, Gara? 
Like when I play against Shadow Shaman, I, I bring my board out of range from Volcano through that. It's something people absolutely don't play around. Yeah. And oftentimes, the, the biggest thing is what I would say what happens the most of the time is the Giggling Inventor. People don't just clear Giggling Inventor if, the, if they don't have a Mossy Horror or like a Blood right. Knight or something. The two Taunt Minions will stick. And then you usually go for like a combo play. Like you go, because you have also so much ramp, mm-hmm. you go like something like let's say Serenite plus the two Taunt Tokens plus that. But even if you just buff two minions, that's already good enough. If you just buy the above the Neutrons, you have two free fours and hit the yeah. base. Yeah, it's, it's like good. it's like a cheaper fungal, basically, right? A fungal mancer, like in in a in a weird way. So for those of you that are not familiar with the the scavenger, it's a four mana two three strong shell scavenger rare. It's battle cry give your taunt minions plus two plus two. So um, you know, I I think in the the very small element where you're only buffing two, it feels it does feel like a fungal mancer, but you have the ability to like pull off crazy stuff like off of a, a, a spreading yeah. plague for instance or I mean, I mean, especially right now when people don't really know that this exists or at least most mm-hmm. opponents like yeah. you can talk into it mirrors you can go like wisps and he goes like well i'll just plague soul and then you go like well i'll plague scavenger <laughs> i have three sevens and you don't <laughs> right yeah, that's right good. yeah that's another that's problem true. first time is like when when a deck when a list is like very popular and the best list and it's played for a long period of uh, amount of time. People learn how to play against it. And when you play against Token Druid, you know, okay, I, need, I use my single target rules for the Violet Teachers, no matter what it is. You, you need to have two or three board tiers for the, for the Whispering Woods, Spraying Plague um, combo. And it's so much harder to play against a version like this because people expect the Violet Teachers and they never come down. <laughs> and you, you make the board very hard to remove. Like if you play Serenite and buff Serenite, let's say you can buff Serenite without yeah, yeah. as well. You need way stronger board clears and way different clears. And c- clearing yeah. Serenite Shengang in general is awkward. Yeah. So- hey, hey, move your mic a little closer to you. Just, it's a little inconsistent right now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Shady, you were saying something? Yeah, uh, I was wondering how this does against Quest Stroke because against Quest Stroke, I feel like Teacher is my MVP, where you really start to, mm. you know, like if you can force the vanish on the dudes, like it's really good, right? Because unless they go like double deckhand, they can't really kill it, mm. right? Uh, unless they run a backstab, right? Uh, that's that's usually been my go-to or versus Quest Stroke, just go for the Teacher and pew pew. The very last game I played today was against Quest Stroke, and he completed the quest on Giggling Inventor. This was by far the most annoying game I wow, played in my life. that's crazy. I've done that recently. Man. Seriously? That's he, he played double fan. He played double fan and completed oh. the quest with Giggling Inventor. And I still won the game. I don't know how, but it was the most annoying game. I wow, ever, like, that's a it lot is of so Giggling Inventor. so frustrating to play against that. And he did the second Giggling Inventor as well. So. Did, did you finish it with Plague and Soul and he couldn't clear it? Or, or what uh, yeah, like yeah, I think that's, that's I, I, how I win every token versus quest in the late game. <laughs> that's that's that sounds like the most the, the winning condition for the most part. So I'm not surprised. But it's it's it was. But the thing is, um, quest rock was w- way better versus the very very old uh, token druid that played uh, living mana because you vanished the living mana and won. Yeah. But now the whispering woods, you vanish them. They cost all zero mana. You just replay that. Yeah, it's not a counterplay to it. So if I think if they don't play fan, you're heavily favored, because you can also just play Whispering Woods on Curve, and you know Makes they can. Yeah. Don't need the teacher. I'm 
I'm all for just beating the, the rogues. So that's oh, dude, so happy. completely I'm, I'm, fine with me. Yeah. Every time it's... I win, I dance in my room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so kind of going through the rest of this list, mid-range hunter shows up really high, and mid-range hunter I think has been a thing. You know, the last uh, three or four days now. So it uh, just seems to be a really good spot. Is it is it mostly because of Quest Rogue and, and, and decks like that that this matches up super well with? I haven't actually looked at the matchup very closely with uh, this deck. I've, uh, I've seen board control just utterly destroy yeah. Druids. Yeah. It's just nice. slays Druids, apparently. So I, I want to also mention board control because he's, he's also going to prelims. And if you look at his lineup, he, the title of his four decks is Otrog Sucks, a mid-range hunter is the nuts. It's, so that's kind of given up your strategies a little too early, right? Like he should have just, no, I would have stopped playing that deck after like the first 20 games and then just like hidden that, like the deadline happened. It doesn't matter. You can still keep it up your sleeve until the actual, you know, until you submit decks. Right. But I, I feel like he was playing it like quite oh, a dude, bit. He's before. playing it since day one and I copied the deck and oh, has he been playing yeah. since day one? Okay. never mind then, but a different version, but mm -hmm. Yeah, it was more about he he had trackers right for subject nine and yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just basically what with secret hunter, right? The thing in mid range is about probably, uh, yeah, a little little mis misleading there, but um, yeah, he so, has hound masters, right? So. Yeah, the hound. Yeah, that's true. A little he bit just, of a tweak, but it's it's kind of a combination of the two with the crackling and the secret. As mid range as you can go right mm -hmm. now, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, then we kind of rounded out Death Rattle Hunter, of course, still good. Odd Warrior, like we were talking before. This isn't the, I wouldn't say this is the crazy greedy one, is it? Let me see. I was playing the crazy greedy one like all week long, so this one. Yeah, one Diorn, no faceless? Or? There's the Azalina, which has been a, an interesting ad yeah. recently, but um, yeah, no Zolas, I don't believe. And yeah, so this is kind of like mid middle of the path type of uh, Baku. Not too fast and not, not too uh, greedy. Uh, but then, of course, you got the Odd Quest Warrior, which counters that <laughs> for the most part. And, uh, you know, that, that, of course, goes into, the, you know, just uh, finishing the quest and just fireballing you or, or rag ragballing you, basically, the rest of the way. So, um, yeah, I mean, these are... The Quest Warrior's still good. Qu I mean, not Quest Warrior. Odd Warrior's still good. And, uh, yeah, this, I think this pretty much represents the meta pretty well right here. Except for Quest Rogue isn't on here. If Quest Rogue was on here too, it would be like, yeah. I don't know why. Sums it up. I don't know why Quest Rogue is not on there because it kind of basically reflects the meta and how people react to it. Like well, this is, that... this is the last twenty-four hours. I mean, I think if you look at maybe the last three days in Legend Quest, Quest Rogue is pretty high. Let me see. Let me just kind of bring up this. Uh, like even if Quest yeah, Rogue is fifty-one, I mean, it's like fifty-one point two. That's pretty high. I mean. But whatever deck you decide to play right now basically um, relies on Quest Rogue being in the meta. Especially in top 100 legend, there's a lot of Quest Rogues. Yeah. Like you you play all these decks like Token Druid. It, like you play decks that can't lose to Quest Rogue basically or that counter Quest Rogue. Yeah, it's is... about, it's, what is it? It looks like it's the sixth most popular deck right now in legend. I mean, higher legends probably higher, but. But yeah, you're, this is what you're looking at basically <laughs> in Legend right now. Uh, tokens a little bit further down, surprisingly. So it could be, could be just changing like literally within yeah. the last. Token Druid sucks. People, you should yeah. not play it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it don't play, like, guys. Don't. You can you can play it next season 
the first of September, I heard it's a great <laughs> deck to get fast legend. <laughs> yeah, the beginning yeah. Of the new month. Tips from Gara <laughs> as they revolt and say, "What are you talking about, Gara? It's losing to Token True. It's all all out of run or all the last two days." Uh, so yeah, the uh, the playoff submits were uh, this last uh, this last week too, right? So got a chance to see. You know, like you mentioned, Boar Control, Hunter Ace, some of their, their decks. So, I don't know, a lot of people coming going with different types of decks. So, it's going to be interesting to see who actually reads the meta right and, and has the the right lineup for it. Um, but right now, which one would you, wait, wait, which decks would you bring to playoffs if you were, you know, you were going into it? It's, it's purely a gamble, to be honest, mm -hmm. because there's, you can go anti-agro. You can go anti-control or you can go aggro. And then it depends on who you face. Obviously, if you go anti-control and you face full aggro, that's a fair <laughs> L. But if you face anti-aggro with your anti-control lineup, that's a fair W. And I feel like the lineups, people go super polarized in tournament strategies as well now. Like people go full, full all-in, hard-targeting something. Like either control decks or aggro decks or just go full aggro and target greed that way and i it's a gamble it depends on what you, most people bring obviously like if most people bring aggro then the anti-aggro strategy is the best and if most people go control then anti-control is the best right but, yeah. well those are uh, yeah that obviously right i, I it, think it's just... i think that on a high stakes tournament like prelims because mm -hmm. it takes so long to qualify people most people would not bring full aggro because they're yeah, like, you know, it's such, you know, you travel, this is such an important tournament. Do you really want to go full aggro? But I think full aggro is like, will prevail. I, really? I, I predict wow. four, at least four lineups to make it in top eight with full aggro. Wow. So 50% okay. of the lineups that go to top eight will have full aggro. So when you're talking about full aggro, like what kind of lineup are you talking about? Like, so like let me put up RDU's lineup. <laughs> oh, RDU's lineup is basically. Okay, RDU's <laughs> oh, always doing great when he's bringing aggro, or I think so. I, I'm not sure. Like okay, RDU's We can look at a few of them if we if we need to. But uh, so okay. he's bringing Odrog. Oh, you have it, Odrog Tempo Mage. Oh this wow! Ardue yeah. could be token druid. It's and Zoo too. Insane. Holy smokes! And okay. Zoo. Yeah. So yeah, that's like uh so when you when you because a lot of people think there was like this hype, you know, there's always like some sort of hype before the X submission, and mm -hmm. the most recent hype was around Quest Rogue. A lot yeah. of rank one legend players reach rank one with Quest Stroke, and the most hype was definitely around Quest Rogue. So I've seen also a lot of lineups with Quest Stroke. And basically if you bring Quest Rogue and you face such a lineup, yeah, you die. You, you're just you're sad. Dead. Yeah. yeah. Just, there's like no good match. Yeah. Especially in conquest and prelims are conquest, so mm -hmm. you you just said, "Wow, that, this is pretty aggressive." I mean, this this is definitely very aggressive. I would think it would be like a two one type of thing or a one two, you know, like the, like a, a little bit of a split there might be the best thing. You know, be heavy on one side. Like if you're going to go aggro, two aggro decks and one, you know, control kind of thing, or or you know, I, I guess here he could he, he's probably going to get. Uh, the druid band here, right? If if there's a, a very heavy anti-aggro lineup against him, or or maybe they include it and they they ban you know one of these these faster decks. But um, what is interesting is that he is playing Maligos over token druid. So it's not yeah. It just means he's not completely going all in on it. 
which is smart. I think it's smart to do that. Like this is still a this is a, still a pr- very good good deck, and it's not super slow either. Like I mean, it, it, there are times where you can win kind of surprisingly quick with this deck, but um, you I know, think I think it's smart to not go all in. It's more like bias because he got multiple times rank one legend with money goes through it. So you for, think so? for him, okay, you think that's the reason? I mean, I know it's good too. I mean, I mean, if you get like if this is the meta right the most recent meta and this is by far your best deck like reaching rank one legend is not easy and if you do it multiple times with that particular deck uh then of course you want to bring that deck. oh i guess malaga so, is like a right at 50. Mm, okay. so in his mind this is definitely the best deck like he plays it the best it, yeah. it is a high skill cap deck but he's mm-hmm. also performing with it against the meta the best so yeah and and, and Maligos Druid fits in an all aggro lineup always because it targets similar deck. mm-hmm. right, decks. Right, right. It works with uh with the same bunch strategy as well. Yeah. It's the same stuff. Or... Yeah. Well, yeah. It's any, very similar to Token Druid. Any take on this, Shady? Like run it. I'm I'm getting into all of this. Yeah, I know, I know. It's just, you're just uh, you're yeah. you're just getting like I guess like yeah, yeah. Like, to all I, the decks. I haven't know. played a single tournament yet. So yeah, but yeah. The um the thing that I notice is the the odd warrior is scale bane no Myra right. So it's going real fast. Oh, the scale, the the wait with the odd rogue here. Yeah, the odd rogue. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the scale bane no Myra, but I for tournaments I suppose it makes sense, right? It's just going to go real real fast. No. Uh, no long games with Aldrug. Because for me on ladder, Myra has been like so good. Like super amazing. good. Yeah. That my experience with Myra has been really good too. Um if you if you wanna but... bring up the other side of the coin, we can look at Phenos lineup right after this. Okay, sure. We can look at Phenos. Phenos is is anti This is anti control. Oh, it's control the whole time. Okay, let's see this. This is this is the complete opposite. He brings the quest rogue. Evil Lock, he brings Talk <laughs> Waggle Druid and Death Rattle Hunter. Hunter. Oh my gosh. So he doesn't okay. want to face Adieu. Yeah. But yeah, it's in the hands of the gods. <laughs> like we, we're going to oh, face Wow, see, he's going all in here. I mean, this is this is literally all in. So and this is so risky. I know, this is crazy risky. I... Because no, no, in Conquest, because of the format, like, because all his decks are vulnerable to aggro. And, and an aggro lineup has to only like beat one of those things multiple times. It's like I mean, especially bad in conquest. That's what I'm trying to say. As long as he gets through, I mean, I, I if guess that's true. Yeah, I mean, it's because I don't know. I don't know how many lineups are going to be all aggro. Like he's not. He's not going to like if he were to play RDU for instance, right? He's not going to ban Malagas. Yes. I mean, he's going to let Malagas go through and ban. Oh, it doesn't deal. matter what he bans. <laughs> well, it does a little bit as long as. I guess Malagas can win in, in any situation too, so it's yeah, it's pretty tough. But I mean, yeah, you it, just ban the mage and hope for the best. I guess. You, yeah, you can't you can't cover everything, right? So there there's always going to be at least somewhat of a risk, and you just gotta go with it. But anything interesting in this these decks here, like Control War or Warlock, is really interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't I think these are pretty. Standard run of the mill. Uh, like uh, interesting text is like if you bring up Casey, also like performing really good in tournaments. But, like he he is like one interesting pick in every single deck, in my opinion. Oh, compared is he? To okay, let's take a look at Casey. Because K- Casey is like one of the best performing. Oh, it's Casey's meta players. Casey HS, I think. HS. 
He's one of the best performing um, ladder players. Yeah, Casey underscore HS. Okay. All right. Let's see. Yeah, Casey's had a great run recently. Oh, oh is it not here? Yeah, oh, also ladder. I think he's all time. I'll figure it. Hold on. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure I, it out. That's fine. I, I just link it to you. Okay. So yeah, playoffs are coming up. Should be uh, obviously super exciting to watch. It's going to be a it's pretty pretty star studded lineup that's going to be there. So oh man, especially like Europe. Yeah, Europe is going to be okay. He's got a big old rook right in the middle here. He has a very cool like picture. Yeah. So what is interesting is that he because Casey does from what I've heard. He does like so much playtesting. I think he playtests more than anyone else. Like he starts playtesting and he playtests the whole day, like every day. Miracle, man. Yeah. And what is interesting, he plays Zilliax in pretty much every deck. And I've not seen anyone do that. He plays Zilliax even in Miracle Rock and in Deathrattle Hunter. That's how much hmm. he likes that card or thinks how good that card is. And like, like he even plays it in Big Spell Mage. I've nobody's what I've he not seen anyone with in this Hunter. Ziliax with... Yeah, the, do you have the spider? What is, okay, there's a spider. Okay, I was going to say, I didn't see the spider at first. I was like... Okay, and I guess you can buff it with Kelesef. Yeah, it's... But there hmm. you can see how much he wow. likes that. that that's, that's interesting, yeah. Uh, that, that is like yeah, very... His lineup different. is super different. He's got Miracle and he's got Big Mage. And he's so, got... Uh, he's got Taunt Druid in here, right? So, wow, okay. Like I said, it's just going to be really interesting to see which you know which lineup selection ends up prevailing, you know, and and uh, you know what the stats look like in the end of the the playoffs. It's gonna gonna be exciting, but no, it's always you know it's super. It's like indicative of the meta. I mean, there's like a lot of there's a lot of viable decks right now. You know, a little bit of rock paper scissors, of course, because of uh, just how polarizing some of these decks are, but. Um, but, you know, you, I think we're always surprised whenever we watch these, you know, like Miracle, for instance. Miracle always, like, people are always surprised that people bring Miracle Rogue. And then all of a sudden, Miracle Rogue finishes, like, top four. You know, two people in the top four have it or something crazy like that. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if Casey has uh, the same same experience here. But uh, that's this. Is it? When's it start? It starts Friday. Is that right? Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I think it starts on Friday. So, yeah, definitely tune in. Um, you know, and, and I'm sure it'll be be all over the place if not just you know if not go to twitch.tv slash play hearthstone no. i believe and you'll you'll find it um, like this it's gonna be swiss so it's always gonna be a bit tricky to follow all your favorite players gonna do sure sure you know you always got twitter you know people are tweeting it all the time um okay well why don't we move on uh shady you know having you on you know definitely I figured it would be a great opportunity since we haven't had you on since uh, you decided to switch from arena to meta. In, in fact, the last time you were on, you were here as an arena expert talking with... <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, right. So let's... Uh, I guess let's get people up to speed. Shady, you decided to go you know, become more of a standard player you know, instead of a, a constructed player, instead of arena. And, um, you know, why don't you... I, maybe go into it a little bit, Shady. I, like why you decided to do that because there's there aren't many... Um, arena streamers these days and you were like one of the you know top arena streamers so you know deciding to go yeah. standard i'm you know i'm not sure from a streaming it, standpoint it that's sounds good or bad, a bit whatever. weird yeah for a lot of people like a lot of my viewers they were like well you know are you sure this is a good idea there's so many people playing uh constructed but for me the the answer was it had a couple um 
couple factors, right? One was that I feel like the game mode is just supported so much better by Blizzard. And the way how I like to play games is supported a lot better as well. Uh, I like to really try hard. I enjoy games where I get to really, you know, push myself to the max and, and learn as much as I can. And if you do that in arena, there's some recognition, right? If you go, yeah, you know, you're good at arena, but you can say that you have like, uh, you know, let's let's say you have a 7.9 win average. That's that's elite. That's insanely good. Mm-hmm. Like overall, right? I'm not talking for a leaderboard push or whatnot. And people go like, yeah, but lots of people have a 7 win average. So, I mean, you know, like you're good, right? But if you play legend and you're, you know, top 200 legend all the time, they go like, oh my God, you're so good. Like, you know, like th- that means something. Whereas I think that it's like, it's a lot harder to have that arena average than it is to have like yeah. a high level number, <laughs> yeah. right? Because it's like, we're, we're talking like insane consistency here, right? Uh, but anyways, that's that's a big factor that the way how I like to play the game is just supported so much better. The other one was that I kind of just rolled into it because, well, it's, it's about, let's say, Two weeks before Boomsday hits, uh, there was this bug in Arena where you had two to three times as many rares than you normally would have, and Blizzard just said, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna fix that next expansion." So basically, just you know, endure it. Uh, and one of those rares was Mind Control Tech, and it just became so stupid because in in constructed, like I don't mind it because you kind of know which decks run it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's at your own risk that you play into it, and you have tools to play around it a decent amount of the time. In Arena, the majority of the deck's minions, so that's the way how you win the board, that's the way how you push. And I just got tired of losing for making the right play over and over. It's like, well, I have to play this minion, and then he texts me, and I'm just like, okay, well, that was fun. So it's those two factors combined, and I just started playing Constructed, really enjoyed it, really liked learning everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found that extra dimension where I could just be like, oh, you've played two plays, so you can't have a third one. That was really cool. <laughs> yeah. In Arena, you never know, right? It's yeah, like, well, yeah. uh, you might have three to files and two nethers, you never know. Yeah. And whereas now, uh, yeah. So it was, it was really There's cool. more game theory and more gamesmanship, I would say, in Standard. You know, being able to predict and know, like, there's definitely an element of... Uh, you know, elements of fun that Arena never has. Arena's just, you know, you just play, it, it's always, I, I think a lot of people have always seen Arena as just playing the higher, highest percentage play, you know, and just knowing for that sure. for so many different scenarios is what's so impressive about, you know, just you guys and or the top Arena players. But Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I would say that whenever I, uh, now I get to see both sides, right? Uh, because I'm, I'm decent at Constructed now, where, I mean, I have so much left to learn, right? But I, I can see that, the, when I make mistakes, the most common mistakes is I played around stuff rather than like, no, I need to play around the specific card. But in Arena, you play around stuff. You're like, okay, I'm going to like trade this guy because he might have an AoE. That AoE might be a Primordial Drake. It might be a Defile. But, I mean, when I'm playing against a very specific deck, I know like, okay, there is nothing you can do here. Mm-hmm. Like there's not a yeah. single card in your deck that can beat me here. So I should... It, it mostly involves trading. It's right. like, well, I go face, right? But in arena, if you're in a winning spot, a lot of the time, the only way you lose is like, you go face and then they pull out this ridiculous amount of damage somehow, or they, <laughs> they clear your they board, yeah. MC, they steal your charge guy and kill you or something <laughs> stupid. So in arena, when you're ahead, a lot of the time, it's just 
trade, trade, trade it out, and you win. Yeah. Whereas in constructed, I've definitely lost games because of that. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's been uh, it's been very cool to see that shift to play around very very specific cards. Uh, I like it, to always ask myself now, like, what am I playing around by doing this exactly? Yeah. Anything you miss from Arena? Drafting. Right? Drafting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But it's. I feel that if I play more, I'll get up to the point where I'll be able to tech my own decks and, you know, like maybe innovate, make make a whole deck on its own. And that'll, you know, replace that feeling mostly, I would feel. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, drafting, drafting was super fun. Okay. So right now, in terms of like picking decks that you, you're trying to learn and play, like how do you, do, like what are you, what are you doing? Just kind of, are you building your own decks or are you just mostly seeing what everybody else is playing kind of so right now i'm going fairly by the book i just use hs replay and go okay oh yeah what's got a high win rate what is very popular because those are the two things i like to combine where Mm -hmm. i like to learn stuff that's good but i also like to learn stuff that's popular so that i know how to beat it yeah uh stroke was a very specific one where it was really funny because the day before i was just hating on quest joke and saying why are people playing this this is so anti-fun <laughs> and then the day after i realized i'm gonna have to play this because i need to know how to beat it and i'm glad i did i played like 60 games of quest joke or so mm-hmm. yeah. and you just learn that they're not unbeatable like even if they have the quest like you can definitely still lose as the quest rogue you can't just go infinite with zola and giggles whenever you want like specific conditions need to be met so yeah that was uh was good but that's that's my myth methodology i'm just going mm-hmm. by popularity and win rate and slowly working myself down the list yeah kind of establishing that base knowledge yeah i think that's yeah I, I feel like i just need that i need i need to know what people want to do like mm-hmm. talk for instance i haven't played yet and i i know what they want to do but i haven't felt it yet right i don't know like when when you're playing a deck that when you're playing against the deck that you've played, you know, like, okay, he's thinking about this. Next turn, he's going to want to do this and that. Mm-hmm. When I'm playing against Tog, I know, like, well, he's trying to get through his deck, and then he's going to swap me and naturalize me, right? You're like, you know the broad game plan, but right. not the very specifics. Okay, well, you know, definitely good luck to you. I'm sure you're going to be, you know, do do well once you're you've uh, you know put in the time and, and be able to you know learn a bunch of these decks. Right now, it's kind of a crazy time. If it was like a different meta, maybe like a year or two a year, or two ago, you'd probably be able to catch up pretty quickly because there's only like three decks or four decks that are yeah. super good, and everybody's playing the same decks. But sure. right now, man, like we were just talking about the lineups, there's like twelve different decks right there we just talked about. I prefer this. It's fun. Yeah. It gives me a lot of things to do because you know, I mean, streaming Hearthstone is my job, so I, I can just put in ten hours a day, no problem, and just like jam a bunch of decks. So. Yeah. That's cool, man. Definitely good. So you you see yourself being like trying to play in HCT maybe next year or, you know, trying to qualify that way? Yeah, I Mm -hmm. I think that this uh, this season, right, because new season just started, right? So Mm -hmm. this month, definitely, I don't expect a good finish. Um, So many decks I still need to learn. But then the next three months, I can kind of just get my, you know, get my first feel for Mm -hmm. how competitive it is on the ladder. Cool. and, but I, I don't really assume that it'll be that great. It's more for the next season that mm-hmm. I uh, that I plan to get some decent finishes and then maybe get some extra points here and there. Okay, man. Well, that, that's awesome. It's a, it's going to be fun seeing your run there. And obviously, you, can, you guys can check out his, his stream and, and watch him anytime, like, uh, 
there are you just not going to play arena anymore i mean you're surely going to play some arena every once in yeah, a while I mean, okay it'll, it'll definitely happen uh, i used to stream a lot with educated columns who yeah yeah still an arena streamer and we just had really good fun right now i just feel like i can't really put in the time just because i have so much catching up to do but once i'm caught up yeah. and you know i have because there'll be a point where I'm just like, okay, I'm happy with two servers for now, right? And then we can just play some arena. But mm -hmm. right now, I don't have a feeling I'll I'll be happy yet because <laughs> there's so much to learn. So arena will be spare time, hobby. Yeah, yeah. the arena hobby is all be. Honestly, I just don't want to come in there and be like zero three four head, right? Yeah, oh no, man, that that, <laughs> that would be terrible. That's ruthless with that. Yeah, sure. yeah. Um, okay, well, I uh, want to give a quick shout out just to some of our supporters of the show, our, our patrons, of course. If you are interested in, in uh, supporting us, helping us do these shows each week, go to patreon.com slash valuetown and throw a pledge our way because uh, it goes a long ways. And there's a lot of people that have been doing it for a long time, so we always want to take a little time and give a shout out to them. So Mike T, our legendary producer, of course, and then we've got Engine S, Raydan, Feldy Locks, Old Man Riv, Johnson C, Vince F, Alex F, Bruce W, Enburst, uh, Gabriel G, David H, David F, and Andrew C, just to name a few. So thanks so much, guys. You guys are amazing. And again, you know, check out patreon.com slash valuetown for any of the, the other posts that we do there. You, you, you don't have to like pay to actually see the posts that actually go on there. So uh, just check that out when you get a chance. Okay, so um, another interesting thing that happened this week was that Ixar uh, ended up uh, appearing on Tice's stream during Gamescom, which was really awesome. And they basically had a full-out interview, you know, on Tice's stream during during that time. And a lot of interesting points came up with it. There was like a Reddit thread that kind of summed it all up. But um, I figured out, you know, we'd talk about some of the points that came up because they they seem to be really good discussion. Uh, some good discussions that we could do here. So Quest Rogue came up, and, you know, as a polarized matchups and. I think just the general question came up of whether, whether, you know, I think changes are in store for it. And, um, you know, from what I got from it is like, it, it sounds like it's not going to happen, you know, based on, I guess, what we currently see with uh, statistically. And, um, I don't know, it could change, obviously. But, you know, from what I got, at least from, from what, he, what he said, it didn't really sound like they were thinking about it quite yet. Even though he did say it's very, very popular, you know, like, or at least right before he left for Gamescom. Quest Rogue became very, very popular. So, you know, we talked a little bit about last week, Gara, you know, that Quest Rogue just is not good for the game. But at this point, I mean, I feel like it's so popular that it's starting to at least get into the range of where I would consider the designers taking a look at this, right? Um, but what's your take on this? At least from what you saw from the interview, like, do you, I mean, do you get the feeling they even think that Quest Rogue is a bad thing for the game? Or... You know, like, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I made so many videos over the past two years about <laughs> Quest Rock specifically. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't, I feel like I just keep, re I lost all hope in, in regards of Blizzard in terms of balancing the game because it's clearly not balanced competitive wise, like not even close. And I don't feel like they're trying because it's, it, at this point, it's almost impossible just because of certain cards like DKs, like how do balance regular cards around DKs because they're so much more powerful than regular cards. And quests, right? Quest Rogue specifically. How do you balance around Quest Rogue? Like, they nerfed it three times. They nerfed it indirectly because, like, the, the gadgets and ferryman... I thought the deck would be dead when Cold Light Oracle rotated to Hall of Fame and 
Gadgets and Ferryman. Those two cards were so important for the deck. And du during that rotation, they nerfed the quest to, to make it a 4-4. But before they, they nerfed the quest that uh, you required to get uh, five bounce backs instead of four. So <laughs> I thought, all oh, that would be enough to nerf the quest, but no. Um, <laughs> Sonia, yeah. Sonia is by far the biggest problem with the deck, I think. Without Sonia... I think the deck would be fine, honestly. Zonia and Zola, because with Zola you have like an infinite loop after the Valera, so you have no chance with control decks because they basically have infinite resources. So if Zola wouldn't exist, then you could actually out-resource the Quest Rogue, and you can actually tank the damage because there are only 4-4s instead of 5-5s, five but Zonia makes the quest too easy to complete, unfortunately. Like, you can just randomly at some point with five mana play Zola and charge in three minions, and then you get four bounce backs for for four mana from one card, basically. Like, mm -hmm. one card yeah. plus the charger. So, way too easy, way too efficient. But this is like draw NG, very similar to Kalisev, right? The, the, the win rate of Kalisev played on turn two with any deck is absolutely ridiculous. And what did the player do? The biggest problem I have with these kind of decks or with certain cards and power level of certain cards is how easy is it to play? This is what, what my biggest issue was with Jade Druid in the past and just Druid in general. Like everyone knows how to play Wildgrove into Nourish into Ultimate Infestation. And that is like, that beats like most mm -hmm. most games in Hearthstone. So Kalisev, what is the skill of someone playing Kalisev turn two? There's no skill. You draw the card and you play it and you're 80% to win the matchup. And the thing with Questrog is you draw Sonya and you just complete the quest. So what was your skill? You drew Sonya and a charge minion. Yeah. And that's these, it's complicated, but it is these situations that make it so stupid. And if you really understand the game, if you play the game yourself, if you, like if Blizzard would play ladder on Legend themselves, they would I mean, see the problems, I, mean, I would we, say. We, it's not just data. It, it like you would immediately see okay Questrog is a problem it's not just, if you just look yeah. at data like we like we discussed this like i think a year ago or yeah. like, also but when you look at this the win rate of Questrog on ladder it looks pretty balanced or pretty fine like back That's in the days when Questrog was a bigger issue it was 38% win rate on the ladder yeah. if you remember 38% mm -hmm. win rate it's horrible but it was like the biggest problem in in tournament play because it just destroyed every control deck it got hard countered by every aggro drag and Leda is mainly aggro. <laughs> but it was still a huge problem for the game. It doesn't matter if it's a 38% win rate Leda deck. And it's it's the same, it, the polarization, it forces, because of the polarization, uh, polarized matchup of Questrog, it forces people to also play super polarized decks. The people that beat Questrog, Questrog is very well beatable. Those decks are usually very polarized. You play decks like Odd Rogue, which you lose to anti-control decks or like, uh, Tempo Mage. Like, what if I don't want to play Tempo Mage? It forces you also to play certain decks if you don't want to lose to Questrog, you know? And I don't want to be forced to play decks. I want to play the deck I, I enjoy playing. Like, for me, it's control decks, but I feel right now they, they killed control decks with, like, Top World Druid. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Shady, what's your take? I mean, you've clearly played against a lot of rogues. Um, I mean, you happen yeah. to be playing a deck that's decent against it, so maybe maybe it's not quite as painful <laughs> your experience for yeah I'm, i haven't really gone to for me the the biggest uh bad matchup was death Rider hunter uh so i do agree with Kara that it's just when you look at the numbers it's fine but just 
gameplay experience, it's really annoying because I was just like, well, I can't play Hunter right now. Well, that sucks. It's just like, but it's not just like, oh, you know, sometimes bad matchup. It's like, you know, I have to like try to kill him by throwing flanking strikes at his guy and going face with wolves and then hope I don't get banished. Um, so yeah, I think that's the main problem that you really enter this rock, paper, scissors uh, system, which, you know, in, in card games usually is there to an extent, but with Quest Rogue, it's so like, okay, if I face aggro, I'm very likely to die. If I'm facing control, I'm very likely to win. So it's it's too skewed, right? The, the chance to win if you get a good matchup is so high, and the chance to lose if you get a bad matchup is also so high. So that's that's yeah. probably the main problem. If it were more 60-40, it'd be like, okay, you know, you know, we're not favored, but you know, we can try. Whereas, yeah. you know, if you're if you're an odd warrior versus quest stroke, you're just like, you know, just, yeah. you just hope the guy screws up. That's that's essentially yeah. what you're doing, right? Yeah. Or Valira is like card twenty nine. Maybe then you can win as well. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I feel like the it's you know, we've we've definitely talked a lot about Quest Rogue, so but I guess my my whole thing is just like it, it's the whole details, right? It, it's not just like you said, Gara, about the winning percentages because the winning percentages are they're not great. I mean, it's like seventy thirty or something like that, like overall, which thirty is pretty darn low. Like I, I think thirty is maybe even a bit too low, you know, in terms of even looking at it purely from that. But it's it's just the type of deck it is, right? And even just like the. You know, if you, the structure of how like the value of the the, the card is built and how it builds up, um, I mean, there's just flaws there. Like you said, Sonya is a, a huge issue with that. You know, in terms of that, and even just the the um, the completing of the quest and the value that comes from that. I mean, there's there's an inherent um, kind of uh, I guess snowball to that, which never feels good, right? Like it feels like the game actually happened while he was trying to get to the quest and once he gets to the quest the game's over right so i I don't think that even from a design standpoint is a good way of designing you know even a type of deck that's being built you know these quests dictate decks you know like people build decks around the quests so um you know in this particular case you know it literally is like once you reach that quest it's one you know like the for the most part and i think that's where the the you know the actual exact problem with the deck is is really in 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 that you know the the way that crazy amounts of value come at the end and you know changing it from a five five to a four four sure helps but players don't really interact with each other the quest doesn't want to interact he plays like his solitaire game yeah and but the 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 opponent can can't also interact with you completing the quest too much except he goes yeah. just face and kills you before you complete the quest yeah i mean like think about the warlock quest right the warlock quest is it's not exactly the same you know in the design of it but it has a similar type of of you know um value result to it in the end i mean it's not quite as crazy as the quest rogue but but still it's just like that thankfully that card never was good you know because that card would just felt terrible i think if, if people would would be using that portal like super early um so it, it really begs the question of just like why are they designing cards like this you know like even if it's supposed to be a meme card you know like is that what it was supposed to be and then it just became something super good because if it wasn't, then, you know, I, I put Quest Rogue in the same boat as, like, Mill. You know, it's like, these are not good designs for the game, you know? And uh, especially when you're trying to get, like, an interactive, 
you know, and, and I mean, you can argue, I guess, a little skill in trying to pull these things off in bad matchups, but, but for the most part, it, it doesn't, it doesn't play for a good game. So, um, you know, I don't know what are your thoughts, like why, why, why do you think they do design non-interactive decks? Like there has to be a reason for it. Anybody, you know, anybody with a, a you know, an idea of it? Like, I mean, like for, for me, it is so mind blowing that I really can't find an answer why you would do that. And like, for me, it was even a, a, a bigger issue with Jade Idol because you could have changed Jade Idol with one simple change to yeah. like shuffle three Jades in your deck instead of like the infinite loop. Like, why did it need to have that effect in Druid, you know, that can cycle the deck the very fastest out of every class that is already so powerful? Like, why does Druid need to have like the best Jade card in the game for one mana? Like, it was so. There was no reason for it. I like you can't really explain it, and it's the same reason. Like, why do we need to have quest rock in the game? Like, and it like it's not fun to play against it. Like, I never enjoyed playing against it. It's so weird. Well, why? I, I guess the question. So here's a good question: Do you enjoy playing it? You know, like Shady, when you were playing quest rock, did you even enjoy playing it? It was challenging in that. Okay, so th this is my experience with quest rock, right? I felt that I was misplaying every turn and I still <laughs> yeah. won because it mattered oh, more wow. what I was playing against rather than how that I was playing. Wow. Okay. I noticed that's... I noticed a lot where and, but that's not that's not that I'm, you know, like a, ter a terrible player. It's just I feel the deck has so many little nuances and things that, you know, if, if you're not a master playing the deck, you'll mess up so often. Yeah. But the thing is like the most important thing is just getting the right matchup. So like I, I played against this was actually kind of embarrassing, right? Because I was learning the deck and I queued up against Cho, and it was on his on his stream as well. And I played so poorly, but he was a warrior, so it didn't matter. Like at, <laughs> at one point, at one point, he even Azalina at me. He stole my prep and my vanish, and I didn't burn my prep, so he just did it again, right? So I was like, "Oh, what am I doing?" Oh, I was like, "Well, I'm a rogue, and you're a warrior, so I'm, you're gonna lose." <laughs> Uh, that's that's my experience with it. That, like uh, this is such a good example. It is, is so a good funny, example. But it's so, because really sure, you you have to. Uh, He's an extremely good mind. warrior. Yeah. Sure has like extremely twenty to forty thousand games of warrior played yeah. lifetime, and this is such a. And, and Shady just started like constructed that, and in Questrog is like a very high skill cap deck. How polarized the matchups are, and it goes the same way. Like if you play against a tempo mage. You can be the best quest rogue player in the world. Mm -hmm. You just die turn five. The other guy is a mana worm, and then you die. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we're, we see those matchups even with decks that we like to play. So I mean, I feel like that's a that's kind of a different discussion. You know, for, for, you know whether it's like a do nothing type of deck or or you know just a single player deck versus you know there being polarized matchups. I mean, so yeah. the problem I mean, with was, rogue is like it's both. There were so many options. It was, yeah, it was it was fun. Yeah, I, yeah. I just thought it was a funny anecdote to share. It's <laughs> a good one. All right, let's move on to the maybe the next thing that they talked about. Um, I, I think the mention of Giggling Inventor came up, just the fact. I think he just wanted to see if uh, they anticipated it being as strong as it was. He did. He said that they didn't realize it was going to be quite as strong, but they knew it would be good. You know, like want to be the, be one of the best cards. So, um, you know, I think the... the same question came up whether they think you know maybe um, something will will change at some point, but um, you know I, I don't I don't think it's uh, I don't think that there was any signs that they would do anything you know from what I I, I collected from it. So uh, let's see next thing. 
Let's see. Uh, oh, the Death Knight. I think the next thing that we're talking about is just like he mentioned the Death Knight in Hero Cards. And Gar, you you alluded to it a little bit just a second ago in, in talking about um, you know Quest Rogue is just you know these cards, right? They're just so powerful right now. And um, I mean, the, the thing is, the, I like the idea behind it. Like when mm-hmm. when Death Knights were first announced, I was super hyped for yeah, it because me too. they're. You, back then, like we had only these vanilla cards, and then Death Knights. Wow, new win conditions, you know, yeah, yeah. different way of playing the game. But two years in, they're just, they became so annoying, right? Because they're so much more powerful than any other card. And the only counterplay usually to a Death Knight is your own Death Knight. And then it's all draw RNG. Like, mm-hmm. you can't beat Gul'dan. Like, if I have Jaina, you need Gul'dan. Like, if you have Gul'dan, I need Jaina. Just as a dumb example. You draw Rexa, okay, I will need my DK, my Dr. Boom or my Jaina or whatever. And it's just, it's a card that can win a game by itself. Like, literally one card. It's... Well, you know, it's, it's like, yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, the power level of the the DKs are super huge, and I too was super excited when they came out because mostly because of the new win condition. But you know, it's because of DKs that we've had the, you know, just the resurgence of control. You know, there was a time in Hearthstone not that long ago where it was just like all aggro and mid range, and like there was no chance of having a control deck. And now we're you know in this you know control era because of the DKs. So I think when they do get retired. I mean, what's going to fill that void? You know, like we're going to have a huge, huge void in control. Um, I mean, things like Doctor Boom help. Please don't call it control error right now because uh, uh, this is as well, bad as control decks has ever been. Oh, I really? Think. Oh, I, I kind of feel like there's been more control decks like in the meta um, in the last year than there has been prior. No, no, to no that. right now since Doctor. Oh, oh, right this I second. Yeah, Do- yeah, right this yeah, second. Doctor Boom sure. killed that. the control archetype, in my opinion, because the anti-control decks are good enough versus aggro mm-hmm. and they just destroy like really super polarized versus control mm-hmm. like okay like like big spam age what we have or back where like the uh, the combo like the toggle druid the, you mm-hmm. you got too many tools for mm-hmm. the anti-control decks that the power level is just so high that there's no way like shadow shaman power level and toggle druid quest rogue like all these anti-control decks or death rattle hunter yeah. yeah, but you could you could point the finger at the anti-control tools. Like, should they yeah, have been maybe, made? Yeah. They shouldn't have been made. Like, you know, these infinite like type fluke. of cards and, and crazy, you know, Azalina just getting a ton of resources and Myra and stuff like that. Do you remember just, the reaction of Floop? Like, why yeah. is Druid getting Floop? I feel like every single <laughs> expansion, every pro player is like, why is Druid getting this card? It's yeah. like buffing like the best decks in the game. Like, Maligo's Druid was the best deck before the expansion came out. Slightly, yeah. and then Marigos Druid get flew like the most ridiculous card you can add to the deck. Yeah, so I mean, okay, Boomsday for sure. These, these, you know, some of these tools mixed with you know some of the ones that weren't getting any any play from Witchwood, I think has has caused you know these this crazy anti control, um, you know, reaction because anti control before was just like aggro. You know, it was just, or it was some form of just like tempo and, and like trying to kill stuff. And that, that, that's pretty traditional. You know, I think that's like a traditional way of countering it. Now we actually have, you know, these, these slower decks that ant there that, you know, that actually kill them, which is, which is incredible, you know? And I, I think we've gone way overboard in, in that, on that end of things and, and created this, this weird problem we've never had before in Hearthstone. So, um, but anyways, I, I guess my point is with the DKs is just that, you know, I think it's just going to be a wacky world once they they are retired, 
And I don't know, we might end up like, I know we'll still have some heroes around, right? Like there'll still be some hero cards, you know, they seem to be still printing them one at a time or two at a time. But, um, but you know, I think that we, we could be in a state where it's just like, it just starts, it swings like a pretty crazy aggressive, you know, uh, aggressive end of the spectrum, which a lot of people complained about too. So it's going to be, it's going to be tough. I mean, I think that before this last expansion, you know, I think things were really, really good. So, um, you know, that, you know, one thing that was came up in this interview is just kind of how the design cycles are too, you know, and, and like how, how much far in advance that they're, they're, you know, doing or at least design for, for things. And, and I think they just finished the, what was it, Shady? We were just looking at it before the, the show. 14th and 5th. Uh, yeah. 14th. The, set yeah yeah so they finished designing the set 14 and, and now they're starting set 15 like the initial designs for that so set 14 is set for april 2019 so they just finished designing for that and there's going to be you know a good eight months before that comes out so um i don't know that's just like really tough you know it, it's i feel like I feel like designs should be, you know, in terms of balance designs, need to be made um, a lot sooner than that. And I know they reserve some space to do that, but, you know, like, do they remove cards? You know, I know they've added cards and maybe changed cards, but do they actually remove cards that are, like, thematic to the to the actual set? You know, I, I, I don't know if I've heard them actually ever say that. And, you know, some of these, like, anti-control things. I mean, I, I don't... I, I kind of I'll give the team more credit than maybe some other people won't. Like I think there's good enough players on that team now that they can they could see how like you know something like an anti control would cause something like this. So um, you know like I, I guess like I wonder if they have the ability to even pull stuff like that. You know. I really wonder, like the the next year's cycle is so insane. C yeah. Cube is also rotating. I think oh, it, like all the DKs yeah. will be gone, all yeah, the quests right. will be gone, and the cube and. Like something huge has to replace it, else or not? Be, Maybe nothing know. just replaces it, and it just like slows down. I mean, not slows down, but the value goes down, and you know that's the biggest thing with those cards you talked about. The value level is just insane right now at the end of games, and it allows for crazy combos, allows for just you know endless games basically, you know, and, and so. Uh, I think that part will will converge, you know, com definitely l probably shorten games, which you know obviously will have an effect on on meta too. But um, we but, will never know. go back to vanilla, never. Well, not like, because vanilla, all, but... yeah, yeah, because some cards always stay in the game. For example, like you mentioned, Doctor Boom stays in the game and Hagata, those two DKs, and yeah. if other DKs rotate out, that makes these even more powerful. So, so. if it, yeah. yeah. You think, already Hagatha, you think Hagatha would be like crazy over the top? Absolutely. Yeah. Like Shadowbox stays also in the game. Yeah, yeah. like Hagatha, Hagatha <laughs> alone, because I, I played a lot of the Tempo Shadow, right? And mm -hmm. Hagatha alone, you can just win against Old Warrior. You can just. It's, it's insane. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah played, you just get Stonehill. Um, what is called? What what I what I do right? Uh, I just never play Lich King, and I just like I hard mode for Hagatha and just try to get Eureka. And you just like play Eureka, get a Lich King from your hand, and you try to Spirit Echo, and it's just like it's like oh wow, just, like, you okay. can just like Spirit Echo Firefly, and then you like Firefly again, get another spell, play the Flame, get another spell. It's just yeah. <laughs> oh man, I, I think Tempo yeah. Tempo Tempo Shudder, which is like a mid range deck, right? 
is favored against odd warrior by fatiguing the warrior. <laughs> Isn't yeah, that's what I mean. That's Just because Hagatha. If yeah. Hagatha is not a thing, you 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 don't come close to. I mean, you can beat the warrior, but you have to actually kill them, right? But with Hagatha, you can fatigue them, which is ridiculous. Yeah. So you know, I I think that with the the DK is like you either have. I mean, there's a limit. Well, maybe there's not. The kind of thing that you're describing is like a never. <laughs> it's like a never-ending type of value cycle there. But um, yeah. but you know, yeah. I, I think that for the most part, <laughs> yeah, right, right. But you know, I think mostly, you know, like they're either divided into the bucket where it is like just never-ending kind of value, where you, where you know, like Rexar and stuff can just like continue your power and create value, or it's like just a burst of stuff like Gul'dan, right? Just a huge burst and you finish the game, you're awesome, you win. If you don't, then, you know, you're going to lose because you're going to run out of resources. So I, I think that they seem to be sticking with that, you know, or at least with the value ones because that's what Dr. Boom is too. And Haggad has the same, you know, attributes to them. So I'll be interesting to see what they do next. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm curious if every set's going to have a DK from now I on. I think so. I know right. what they started, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know it's DK, but it's just going to be heroes. Yeah, right? sorry, like it's hero going to be cards, two, yeah. two heroes like, each time. Yeah, I call them DKs because you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right, right. Um, okay, well, I, let's see. Anything else in the the interview kind of stand out? Like maybe worth talking about? You guys thought? Um, um, yeah, it was just like for for Giggle, like um, like I don't really mind the card too much right now, and like, but. That's because Blood Knight, really. Because a lot of the time... <laughs> in Mossy, yeah, yeah. I, I was playing Oddroke, and I was like, man, I'm so happy Giggle is popular. Because it's like, you're just a Blood Knight in your head, like, play your Giggle, play your Giggle, play your... <laughs> and just, like, like, it's so good. And whenever I play against the deck that I know can run Blood Knight, I'm yeah. terrified. I'm just like, am I going to lose the game by playing this card? So, like, it's definitely powerful and super popular, but um, as long as people can, you know figure out decks where Blood Knight works. That's such a huge counter. Because like you get the nine nine and it's like the, the shields are gone. It's mm -hmm. it's a really it's, big swing. So I something keep, uh, I feel like I'm I keep repeating myself since 2014 how important counterplay is. Th this is why Giggling Inventor is not a problem. Counterplay. Oh counterplay is yeah. Yeah. For for both sides. Like this is huge. This is why Giggling Inventor is not overpowered. You have the Mossy Horrors. A lot of people are attacking that to just play it on curve and then yep. blow you out. It's like insane value. And the Blood Knight in aggressive decks mostly, like Odd Rogue and stuff, because it fits perfectly in the deck. That both players have to think, okay, if I like like Shady said, I have the same feeling. Like I I play Druid, I have this card in my hand. If if he Blood Knights me, I lose the game because Druid has no heart removal. And but yeah, it's like yeah, there's counterplay from both sides. It's 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 great. This is what we need. But if I've played, let's say, Baku Warrior against Torgwag or Druid, well, I will lose the game and there's absolutely nothing I can do at any point of the game to influence the game that I win. So that sucks. It's very bad gaming uh, gaming experience wise. Yeah. And this is I think especially extreme against Quest Rogue because it's so polarized and it doesn't really come down to the place. Like Shady said, like he played against Shio, one of the best players still, I would say. And the way how good you pilot your deck should matter a lot. Your tech decisions in your deck should matter a lot. Counterplay should matter a lot. How two people interact should matter a lot. And just not, oh, I queued Questroke into Barco Warrior and that's why I win this game of Hearthstone. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah I didn't yeah. deserve it. I definitely didn't. <laughs> I definitely didn't like, I was like, I want to go. Is this when you like, feel embarrassed about your win? <laughs> that's that's when know. a game is bad. When you feel embarrassed about winning. <laughs> I, I did. I did. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, that should be a, a very basic thing to, to check. Yeah. Um, okay, well, why don't we move into some Q&A for any folks that have questions in the chat. Um, let's see. Uh, Ahmedin, our, our normal question asker, has one. Should we have, uh, should we have a nerf round this cycle? And does Giggling <laughs> Inventor deserve a nerf? Okay, so... I mean, we just talked about giggling, right? And I think the fact that it does have counters, like, I don't think it actually needs to be nerfed because of that. It is super popular, though, but the actual card itself for me doesn't, I don't know. I don't think it's actually that bad. Um, that's at least my opinion. Do we, should we have a nerf? Yeah, of course. Like, I think nerfing anything or buffing anything is good for the, the game, you know, like in keeping things interesting during uh, mid expansions. What do you guys think? Make the quest harder. <laughs> Make the quest harder. What? So six, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you, you're. We're talking like you might as well just not have the quest. You know what yeah, I mean? Like it's more like a meme suggestion. <laughs> sure. We definitely get I, to I the realm. Know of that. If you want to go back to that, man? Like, yeah. If, if you want to change the conditions again or nerf them, you know, four threes or whatnot, it's just. Yeah. Do you know that at that point when they nerfed the quest to four fours, everyone said like. There's no way yeah, the quest. Right, right, yeah. It's like ever. But now you play this giggling event after you complete the quest. Oh, yeah, we actually have a funny, funny thing where <laughs> if they do end up nerfing Giggle, everyone that's crafting, everyone that crafted quest is gonna be like, hey, I don't get a refund. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, that would like, be brutal. No, like I don't. You indirectly killed deck, but there's no <laughs> that's refund. That's true. <laughs> oh, that was another thing. The nerf patches, yeah. like they remove patches as well, right? There were so many indirect nerfs to Questrog. Like patches was such a big deal for Questrog as well. Yeah, yeah, that's and true. And Questrog is still a thing with everything that rotated it out. It's absolutely yeah. yeah. Oh, so see, Boca Live actually says that Questrog was is far from solitaire. Zelay went on a rant about it the other day and was pretty cool. So, I mean, I think in the bad matchups for Questrog, you're right. I mean. Uh, the, there is like this level of, of skill that you know uh, some of the pro players can navigate it better than you know your your average even legend player like a low legend player, but this, that's not what we're arguing. <laughs> you know what we're arguing is that there are just some matchups that are just auto win, you know, and and in those matchups it is like so solitaire. You know, I, I think those like like the the warrior matchup Maybe. like you just said. There's not much. There's no threat. There's like literally zero threats for the the quest rogue during the time he's going to quest, yeah, building up the quest. So, you know, Zelay, I'm sure was arguing. You know, a, I mean, I'm sure when Zelay's playing quest rogue against like a uh, an equal or, or maybe even a bad matchup, that there is a ton of you know, there's a ton of skill involved that you can maybe turn it around. But no question, there are terrible matchups against quest rogue in the in the meta right now. Also, that nobody is arguing that Questrog is one of the highest skill cap decks in the game, but that doesn't matter. That makes it even more threatening. I <laughs> yeah, would say. exactly. That just means the the win rates right now are not even represented, you know, that great at the you highest. You play Questrog perfectly. Oh my god! <laughs> like ninety ten, the kind of craziness. Yeah. Um, okay. Any other questions, guys? See another thing here is uh, let's see. It says. Oh, Gotrick said something earlier, which is, says, I believe some players really like those solitaire decks like Freeze Mage. That's why they print them. You know, when I asked 
Why would they even print them? Again, Quest uh, Free Smash is so different because Very there different. is counterplay. Very there's, different. Yeah. There's so many different things you can do. You can out heal yourself out of range. Mm -hmm. You expect Alexstrasza safe healing, safe removal for Alexstrasza. There's so much interaction. It's not solitaire. Absolutely not. Uh, they, they run out of freezes. You can count freezes. Like they have an amount of burn, a specific amount of burn, a, a, a mm -hmm. specific amount of resources in yeah. terms of freeze, freezes, board clears, damage, everything. Uh, it was such a different gaming experience, and and it was a super high skill cap deck. I think Freeze Mage was excellent for the game in comparison to Quest Rock. Like yeah. you can't because of these infinite resources and and DKs, all this mixed in, in combined in one deck. Like you have these skilling inventors after the quest complete. You have like Sonia. Which is basically you complete the quest for free for no reason, right? You you like I mentioned, you can get for five mana, you get six four bounce backs on one minion for just one resource, which is ridiculous. And then the the um, Zola plus Valera infinite loop, you get four minions on the board. Mm -hmm. those things just there's no counterplay. So you know the one thing I so just to at least give like one positive thing about the quest, I, I actually do like how the quest completion is done you know like how you actually do complete the quest i think it's really roguelike and it does feel like it should be something like that i think they just need to change just what the end result is you know with the core or, or what you know what is that and if they just redesign that i think it would be fine actually but, it's like what a, it's like what i said with the dks the idea is great like that we have these alternate win conditions like different way of playing the game like i think also the idea behind the quest is great it's just that how it is in the game is so bad. I feel like the, the power level of DK should have just been lower. You know, even if you make them not have infinite resources, they would still be playable. Like, they're just way too strong, right? Like, for example, if you go down with deal two damage and heal for two, it would still be a playable card. It's just that yeah. they're over the top powerful. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, book, book of the follow-up. I feel like when you make a choice to play a deck like Control Warrior, you have the understanding some matches are going to be bad. People playing Odd Rogue feel the same way when when they queue into Control Warrior. Yeah, I, I know what you mean, but it's it's different whenever... Um, you know, you have a chance against, like... Uh, you, you know, when you're playing Control... You know, generally, if you played a control deck back in the day, right? Like, if you had, like, had a crazy aggressive deck, like, I don't know what it was, a Hunter or you know, face hunter or anything like that, um, you still felt like you had a chance, you know, like if, if a certain combination of things happened for you, but I think that the margin of victory right now, or at least, you know, how close it is, is so far that like, like Shady was saying, he, he probably made a ton of mistakes during that game and he still like won fairly easily. I'm assuming, you know, like yeah, the end result yeah. is still easy. Just as long as your Valera isn't yeah, the yeah, last card. Yeah, you just so, need and then it's actually one guy wins through eight cycles of like a shard on a super colliders and three Zolas before he conceded. <laughs> like, what are you doing, man? Like, I'm You've just like, no freeze chance. it, Zola, 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 freeze yeah, exactly. it, Zola, 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 freeze exactly. it, Zola, Zola. Right, so I was like, right. I was just saying, why are you doing this to yourself, man? So it's like brawl, <laughs> brawl, flurry, flurry. I was yeah. like, what now? More four fours. Let's put it right? to you this way. There shouldn't be a matchup where you literally, legitimately should concede just to save your time. Like, you know, people do it sometimes out of frustration, but this is actually at high levels, like the kind of matchups in some of these, like legitimately you should be conceding. I mean, it, it can happen. Like they, yeah. they can MC tech one of your guys and smork you down. You don't have a vanish. Like there are ways where you can lose, but yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty close. Yeah. yeah. 
So, um, yeah. And you know, that, the nature of Hearthstone is that there will be bad matchups, like, unless it's like a mirror matchup or something. But it just can't be to the point where, yeah, <laughs> really considering auto conceding. I've never done that before, but I have, I have done it a couple times. I have to say this last week when face when I I, I had that. I had like situations where I played three games in thirty seconds. Like <laughs> I I queued Bakuwer into Questrop, I conceded, and then I queued Bakuwer into Tempo Mage, and my opponent conceded. Yep. Like yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, and that shouldn't happen. You know, thirty seconds. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Excuse the stats too, man. It totally messes up this. No, I'm just kidding. We don't. We we don't count those those uh, games at all. That's um, hilarious. Okay, so uh, yeah. Nice any any last questions? Let me let me let me check Twitter see if there's anything else. But if anybody's got any questions in Twitch chat, definitely feel free to ask, um, and we'll we'll answer it. But uh, <laughs> win win trading <laughs> win trading at fifty percent. That's that's not usually how win trading works. I guess maybe if you're going for golden heroes or something like that, you could you could do that. But. Uh, Oh, so what's your thoughts on just like I guess nerfs and and uh, buffs? Like we we should have another round, yes or no? Like we can't we talk, can't talk about buffs. Did we ever have buffs? <laughs> okay, sorry. Nerfs. It's just nerfs. <laughs> just nerfs. Then should we have one in about a month or so? Maybe maybe not even a month. Maybe like three, four weeks or something. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm I'm too new to the format, but yeah. I mean. Change is usually good, right? If uh, oh, it's always good. Yeah, I, that's why I was saying. It's just like we should absolutely do that. I'm, um, I'm just always cautious because you know they're like nerfed stuff in arena and then without <laughs> properly testing it, like broke something. <laughs> it's, it's like in in the taverns of time event when they you know correct a bucket, they suddenly increase the appearance rate of the time bound giants. The guy that gets cheaper when you draw cards. Yeah. It's like it became a thing of like, well, who can draft the most giants? And then the guy that shuffles your hand back into your deck, and then I play oh, zero. Wow, wow. Oh gosh, really? So like, That's you know, like, yeah, you like fix yeah. the arena, and then it's like way worse. But I'm assuming constructed there's like yeah. The good news is that kind of stuff doesn't really happen on yeah, this side of the game. Another reason, you know, you know the community switch. doesn't have to point out things that they try to like sneak in there. Yeah. You know that at least that doesn't happen very very often. Um, so Gotrix has a question for you, Shady. So w when are you going to actually play in a tournament? Even if it's not HTT, uh, any any kind of maybe open tournament or something like that. So it, it could definitely happen uh, next month. There's some stuff through the team that I might potentially play in just, cool. you know, to get some experience, right? Like I don't have any... Uh, um, I, I don't want to cut any corners, so I know I need to start somewhere. And you know, get wrecked, and then be like, "All right, let's not do that again next time." <laughs> <laughs> You're right, right. I see. Oh, Boca asks, "How far in advance do you guys think that Team Five plans?" I think we just talked about it, right? Like they they yeah. plan eight months in advance. Eight like months they design eight months in advance, and then they reserve some space, like maybe two or three slots, to to maybe get something in, you know, from a balance standpoint to correct or you know to help with whatever's currently going on in the meta. But it's not much, though. You know, it's not like a, a ton of room. Basically, yeah. two sets, right? Yeah, two sets, which is kind of crazy. And then he he actually asked when Ticking Abomination came out in uh, Knights of the Frozen Throne, did they have the Mecha Cthulhu Coffin Crash thing a year later planned? Oh, I guess so. Right. Um, uh, let's see. Next, no. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, you have. Uh, I think you have so. Purple? And then you have 
Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you have kobolds and you have witchwood, right? Kobolds, witchwood, then booms, right? So. Yeah. So I guess not. That's that's a year, right? Oh, no? that's. Yeah. Maybe. But Actually, I, but... it's, it's close, right? Yeah. It's close. But I would definitely not give them that much credit. I feel like that That's they're not like when I look at the Fibonacci combo for Mechatoon with the Maligos, Mechatoon, Rovin, double in a raid. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't think they they knew about that like that long time before. <laughs> yeah, that one, uh, yeah, that one would be Stuff really, like really that. hard to read, no way. read that into that. No way. Yeah. Speaking of Coffin Crasher, remember when everybody gave Coffin Crasher five star and it's going to be like one of the most broken cards in, the, in in that set? And we barely even see the thing right now, which is crazy. It's because Priest has no, that type of deck has no win condition. Yeah. That's, it, the, that's, that's so much easier to do for Arena to rating cards. Because yeah. yeah. much easier. Just look at mana cost stats. Like, okay, this thing's gonna be really good. So, common pressure is, is good in arena, right? Like that. Yeah, that's... I mean, it's it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. But, okay. But one of the things, like corridor creeper, like almost every arena player was like, this this thing is broken. This thing is busted. Yeah. Because because you know, like arena is just minions. So it was so funny when we saw constructive players rated like bad. And we're like, what are you guys thinking? This <laughs> Anything that can be free is generally good. <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of like a, I think a rule of thumb here on out. <laughs> forward to be very wrong for constructed predictions next set. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's entertainment. It's it's a way to make content sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, it is you just gotta go out and yeah. and the bolder the statements, the better, right? It's that's like, right. That's definitely right. The meta. Right. Okay. Well, uh, I think that's all we got. Oh, you know, one last thing that it, we may follow up from last week is like, did you guys end up finishing the puzzle labs? Like, Gar, did you end up finishing them all? No, I had no time. I have to grind ladder because of the finish. Yeah, I will yeah. do it like beginning of next month, I think. I, I really wanted to do it. I still haven't finished the board clear one. <laughs> my son actually beat me to finishing it too, which was like, oh my goodness. That's like another milestone. <laughs> I'm not sure it's a good or bad milestone, but it's a good milestone for him and a bad one for me. But he ended up finishing it before me. Um, Mashady, did you finish the, the puzzle labs? No, no, I actually haven't started yet. I just oh wow, okay. Felt like I had so much to catch up to. Yeah, uh, for constructed, but a true, I'm, I'm a true constructed player. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Screw the other formats, man. I'll be <laughs> um, I'll be enjoying it at some point, right, but I'm I'm safe. You're good. It's really but good. I really feel like ugh, I really don't want to ladder, but I haven't had that feeling yet. Yeah, or at least not for more than you know, like my break time or whatnot. Yeah, after actually getting to experience every single one of them, I you know, dev even more kudos to Blizzard just for for the work they did on Puzzle Labs. So good. Um, but okay, well, anyways, I think we're gonna wrap up here. But Shady, you know, awesome discussion, and uh, it's gonna be you know good to have you or get a chance to watch you play standard and just you know watch you grow as a standard player and maybe have you on here a bit more too, you know, if you're, you're, you know, ready and willing, it'd be amazing. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's always uh, great to be here and yeah, looking forward to getting better at this format. It's been, it's been great so far. It's been great. People have been great. The game's been yeah. great. So. Now, you know, it doesn't happen that often anymore. So, you know, I think even chronicling it, you know, might be something cool for you know you to do on YouTube or something like that, you know, just, you know, just to really, that's always a fascinating thing, right? People always talk about the difference between arena players and standard players and, you know, and there's yeah. always speculations as to, to what sure. those things are. So, 
really, really I cool. Can, I can give both sides. Yeah. I can give both perspectives. That's yeah. right. That's right. Uh, yeah, because how many arena, how many top level arena players do we have? I guess we've had a few in the community. Um, who was, gosh, who was the um, Asian player that was super good at both? Gara. Yeah, you should know, right? Like, who was. No, no. He's he's like in from the Asian server. Um, used to be like in the finals HTT all the time, too. Uh, Astro, is it Astrogation? I think Astrogation is like super good at both. Yeah, unless I'm wrong about that. But um, yeah, anyways, th there's not very many people, I guess, that's been like basically at you the know top that, of both. Uh, Stendadachi, right? He, uh, yeah. He played a ton of arena. Oh, does well. he really? Oh, I didn't know Stan yeah. played a lot of arena. Okay. That's crazy amount of wins on this main account. <laughs> <laughs> nice stand good at that i guess I'm, i shouldn't be surprised <laughs> um, i mean he plays so fast right it's just like yeah that's true hard. that's <laughs> true um all right gar shout outs uh to my stream i stream every single day twitch tv slash garbage shaman all of the social media gara for me there love you all see you next week and back to the grind yeah <laughs> all right awesome <laughs> Uh, and I'll wrap things up by, uh, you know, thank you guys for watching. Uh, reminder that, you know, Value Town is an hsreplay.net show. So definitely go and check out hsreplay.net to find your best decks at your rank and region. Or if you're a premium, if not, then just find, you know, just the general meta and, and you know, just a lot of good stats that are, that are around the game right now. Um, want to remind you guys you can find the, the VODs on youtube.com slash hsreplaynet as well as on the audio channels, popular audio channels like iTunes and Google Play and Spotify. And uh, one last thing too, you know, check out Crip's stream recently. We're doing something with Crip with hsreplay.net so, you know, he's been using it a lot and, you know, just just talking about it so uh, go check that out when you get a chance to but uh that's going to be it guys for this week of value town so for shady bunny gar and myself chain man v we'll see you next week see you guys Bye.